This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special midweek edition of One Nation Radio. This midweek, we are covering Stardom World Climax two-night event, both at Sumo Hall, two great shows. Uh, Rich, um, let's just get to it, man. Um, right now, we're pressed for time. It is late. We started late. I had to get up the brackets to send to Rich um, for the Cinderella tournament so he could pr- so we can kind of give a preview on that. And, like, got to tell you... Um, I don't speak a lick of Japanese. I only recognize some of these symbols from um, looking at the bracket for the Grand Prix last year. So I had to go back and forth and back and forth and then had to find a place to make a, bra- a custom bracket and then make it into a PDF to send it rich so we can go through this. So we're going to we're going to do our best to uh, give you guys an honest review. Um, but in the, in the, uh, for the sake of time, we're going to try to keep this thing short so we can also add on the, the preview so we can get you guys ready for uh, the Central Tournament. It starts next weekend. And um, then we'll get out of here. But uh, Rich, uh, general thoughts on what you saw of these two shows. Well, first, we got to hit the music. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, we're back. So, Rich, back to back to what I was saying. What do you think of uh, both of these shows for what you saw? Man, uh, this was a really good show. It feels like stardom so uh, fully formed, and this is exactly what they're capable of. People working extremely hard and really just busting their ass to like, uh, you know, really like peak their performances uh, for the big shows. Um, you hope that, you know, like I I heard some people that were talking about Shuri and, you know, had concerns about her title reign. Also, like, you know, Sai Kamatani is coming in here looking to, you know, prove herself as well. And both of the champions, like, you know, they went two for two, uh, both of them with the defenses. And this it, when I think of these shows, I, I think this was something to really certify them. Of course, you got the return of, of Kyrie and just very solid and like 
very enjoyable or more than solid, like up and down the card. Um, like I thought Hazuki was awesome. Uh, Momo was awesome uh, through, throughout her match. Like that, that match is like a nice underrated gem, I think, of, of this year. Um, but yeah, man, what about you? I, I thought I thought that the first show was great. Um, I thought it was one of the better shows we're going to get all year. Um, and then they had the second show, and I was like, "Wow!" Like they just followed one of the best shows of the year with the what will be the silver medal for best show of the year so far. Um, obviously, the the, the standard uh, for this year until further notice will be Revolution because that was wild. Um, even if I'm not in love with, uh, the CM Punk match as much as everybody else, like the other stuff, um, was great. And I still have to get to, um, rewatching some of that stuff. But, um, this was the, for me, the clear cut number two so far this year. Um, New Japan hasn't been able to, uh, they're still watered down with their show so far, um, with, and their undercards are, are weak. And, um, you know, like, I, th- I think the only other thing you really kind of have uh, in contention would probably be, like, the Budokan Hall from Noah on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, like, Russ, we'll see what happens with WrestleMania, but I doubt they'll match either one of these shows. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought that this was a great week and really successful. Like, I, I was looking, I was, I was you know, um, I was tracking the attendance to, uh, to an extent. Obviously, I was wrong as hell with my prediction. What was uh, your prediction? Um, my prediction, like looking at like uh, the way they set the way they see, I thought they had set up for the crowds or whatever else, and then the way like their section by section um, stuff was going. Like I was looking at this thing, and I was like, I saw people saying like, I think they'll do, you know, I think they'll do four thousand. I was like, nah, man, that's way too low. Like they just did um, back when people thought they were going to do two thousand for Dream Queen. Am I? you know they did 3000 in in just over 3000 and and like i you know i was like i think i think just off the top of my head i was like i think they'll probably do like you know they'll challenge for 3000 both nights and then like you would see i was looking at like um at their section by section for their ticket sales and i see like sold out sold out nearly sold nearly sold something and like holy shit are they going to you know like are they going to sell 7000 tickets not quite like uh 5700 something uh, but I mean, this is a company that just like did their number, what second or the third most and like fourth most tickets ever it, mm-hmm. on, on the same weekend. Like if you look back, um, from just December, like they just did three of their five best attendances ever. You know, since December, like that's that's wild. Like you see the track they're going is like. I mean, they just outdrew Osaka <clears throat> Joe Hall, start, or, um, New Japan's in Osaka Joe Hall. They just outdrew them on the same day. You know, like, that ain't not, you know, that's not no small building, right? That's a bigger yeah. building than what they were in for, than what uh, Stardom was in. Like, so, it's, um, they're doing like, some really good things. They didn't, like, imagine if they didn't, like, split the card up, too, and, like, kind of just loaded up, like, one big attraction-laden show. Like, uh, of course, like, we had Kyrie in a tag, and yeah. they won, and you know, day two, she got the singles match, but like, you know, think like, what if they did something like how they kind of did their March show last year, where it was just right. like, like super singles match, super singles match, super singles match. Right. Like, I think they could even top this. Um, I think they obviously sold more tickets by doing both nights. 
Um, if I did, if I were to guess what they would do on a single night, I mean, so, I mean, they would challenge for four thousand. Mm-hmm. I think they challenged for a thousand, but you know, they sold more tickets, so they won. Whatever, like, you know, they sold two times. You know, those floor seats they sell. That's the thing with Stardom. Like those floor seats they sell them shits for a hundred thousand yen. Hundred thousand yen. What what's that go for? Is that just ten thousand dollars? Like that? I mean, or a thousand dollars U.S. Rough. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm thinking. If I'm saying ten thousand, a hundred thousand yen, I'm thinking ten thousand yen. I'm probably. I'm, I'm. I think I'm adding a zero. But either way, like we're talking about, like eight eight hundred to a thousand dollar tickets in U.S. money. Like you know, and they're selling. They're selling those shits out, or they're they sold all them shits out on Sunday. They sold most of them on on Saturday. Like they're you know. They make their money by getting people into the gate, and then they sell merch. Like mm-hmm. so, uh, regardless of how many tickets they sell or not, like they they sell crazy for cl- good tickets, and then they sell tons of merch for people, and, and then they sell like you know, uh, the single shots and all that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, they, they're making tons of money. They're making tons of money. They're doing very well. Uh, I you know, my, my going into the show as you mentioned with the, the elevation in submitting of um, Kamatani and Shuri as the, the red and white belt champions. Um, that was what I was going to write about in my preview, my de facto preview thing that I was going to come up with, but like, I had some family stuff going on, so I was able, wasn't able to do it, but like, I had the first, uh, but basically I had like the first few sentences written out, I was like, after Monster Year success, worldwide recognition, uh, not seen in a rest promotion, women's rest promotion in, in over a decade, starting around its, you know, dream queendom, like its first sumo hall show, if I, women's, by all women's promotion in like seven years, uh, it was an exclamation point for uh, the massive gains, for popularity, and even it would reduce or uh, and also match with the um, reduced building capacity since COVID. It made them trigger their ambition, um, make them do you know status firming venues like uh, Budokan Hall, like Osaka Joe Hall that hadn't done women's wrestling shows since the mid nineties. Um, like they had to afford an opportunity to pl- to play in these like major league arenas. Stardom has this deep roster that employs this you know fast paced, hard hitting style, and like because of that, like they became over the last year like the best month to month big match, big show promotion in the world. Like AEW probably could do this month to month. They don't. They do it going to quarters. Like if you want to, what what else we got? Like New Japan, WWE. <laughs> Right. So like uh my whole point was like once they did Dream Queendom and did and did Sumo Hall and did that good attendance when people you know did close to five hundred to seven hundred more than people a lot of people thought, then it's like, all right, what's next? And they did they did like let's two sumo halls. Like we're the first people to do it in seven years, two sumo halls. Um and it was like, all right, well you match that and you match that ambition you got, uh like like you have that for as far as promoting it. Like, what are you going to do with, like, your stars? And, like, they have a top four, and they fed their top four to the people that, that are, like, four, that are trying to get in, to establish to a top six. So, like, by having Julia and Mayu put over Shuri and having uh, Utami and Tam put over Kamatani, like, that's a top six. They got a top six. Like, it is what it is. Like, that's where they're established. And then everything after that is, like, people they're featuring, like a Starlight Kid, like a Nassipoy, like a Momo, um, like a Micah. Like, that's the next level down. But, like, that's six is that dividing line now. Um, and that's big because, like, you know, Tam and Maya ain't going to be around forever. 
Um, so like that, that was big for them this week to do this. So I thought, I thought that like, you know, mission accomplished for all of everything they tried to get done and obviously super successful with, with their gate. So, um, as far as the shows, let's, let's get to it. Um, first match of the show, uh, the, the, <laughs> the match one of the future title, double, go, go double dash, uh, Hannah versus her sister, Rena. Um, this match had, was way better than any right to be. It's a 17 year old, it's a 15 year old. Obviously, Hannon has been um, out here um, putting together in these openers. She has almost become like what Azumi was a year ago, year and a half ago, where it's like, we put you out here and you go out here, you have your really good match um, or your good match in the opener. They have tra- they have basically tr- given that to, to Hannon and she has like succeeded every single time she's been out there. This match, I think, was her best match of her defenses. Um, this, this match was really good. Like, they were going back and forth. Uh, Rena ends up getting some slaps in. Um, Hannon goes to whip her into a corner. Rena reverses it. Hannon tries to come off the top, off the uh, ropes in the corner with a uh, crossbody. Rena ends up kicking her in the gut. Um, Hannon fights back. Uh, they, uh, there's, there's some more slaps. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just... By the end, ultimately, like, Hannon gets so desperate to try to put her away that, like, she ends up uh, hitting her with the uh, the backdrop driver, then rolls through and hits another backdrop driver and gets her out of there. I I, I gave this uh, three and a quarter. I was, like, I was not expecting this. There was also a moment where Rena had uh, Hannon on the ropes by hitting the top rope, um, a top rope double knee drop that just crushed Hannon. Um, really good match. Really good match. Yeah, I think there are, um, there's a short list of like safe things in wrestling like that you can expect. And mm-hmm. I feel comfortable at this point putting like the Hannon opening match <laughs> on there uh, is, is just going to be solid as fuck. I think she has immense potential and her last like few matches, like every time like to open up a show, it's like, all right. It's not like super like she's not going to blow you away. Right? right. But it's just solid as fuck. And it's like. All right, I see what you what you're doing, and that was a great way to start the show. Right, and like for her age, like you know, looking at the the history of seventeen year olds or the sub, you know, eighteen year olds we've seen in Stardom, like she's not a prodigy like a Starlight Kid or necessarily um, a, an Azumi, but like right below that, like you know that like you give this time, you give this a push, you look how tall she is already. Well, like she's, she's gonna be a, six, like you already know she's, she's gonna be a fucking star. She's going to be a star. Like, she's going to be, like, in three, four, five years, she'll be in there mixing up with a Tommy and Kamatani and whoever else, and she'll, it'll be her, it'll be hers. She'll, it'll be hers. The game will be belong to her. Just, just, just let the, just let this shit build up. You know, I was kind of looking, like, who's going to be the next person? Like, you know, of course, like, our, our youngsters are Starlight mm-hmm. Kid and Mizumi that, mm-hmm. that we've been kind of falling behind. But I was like, man, who's after them? And I think Hannon's is a solid of a bet as anyone. Yeah, like all uh, freedom sisters at this point, because I mean, like Rena in this match, she's she's good as hell too, and she's fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, just just more good wrestling off the off the rip, and then so he's like, okay, really good match on the start. Like, gonna, how are you gonna answer that? All right, we got something for you. Saya Ida versus Mirai, uh, in a gold or think uh, golden generation match. Um, I've wrote some, I've written down some notes. This is the only match I want to give, go to the notes on, I believe. 
<sighs> match starts with, with them working a, a Greco-Roman knuckle lot back and forth until Mariah escapes. They trade big farms back and forth. Ida eventually sw- uh, switches the chops and wins. They fight back and forth for leverage for a body slam until Ida wins. Ida gets wrist control and chops Mariah down over and over until Mariah breaks free. Uh, and Mariah hits the ropes and lands a big lariat that not, that, uh, I'm gonna say Naya, that Ida no-sells uh, Ida hits the ropes and nails Mariah with a big lariat. Uh, Mariah stays on her feet and, but sells. They trade lariats back and forth and back and forth while they're on their feet, but they start, and then they start bumping for these lariats and then they start firing back up to their feet. Uh, they hit running, uh, lariats to each other three times in a row until they both collapse and the crowd claps. Uh, in appreciation of big hoss wrestling. Uh, Mariah gets a sleeper hole. Ida runs to, uh, runs her back into the corner to escape. Ida goes to the top rope and hits a big shoulder block. Mariah escapes a Northern Lights suplex attempt and hits a lifting face buster. They charge at each other from, uh, from opposite corners and hit each other with a lariat. Mariah comes off the ropes, uh, with a lariat. Ida blocks it with a big club. Uh, Mariah goes, sorry, uh, Mariah goes. It comes off the road. Mariah blocks hers with a big club. Mariah goes off the road for a lariat, but Ida uh, beats Mariah, Mariah to the punch with, with a uh, big lariat that turns her inside out. Ida fires up and pulls the straps down, and I stand up out of my chair yelling, let's fucking go at 4.30 in the morning like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Ida lifts her up for, uh, for, a spinning, for her spinning brain buster finish, but Mariah fights back down and slaps on a Kimura, Ida is, is on top, so she starts uh, fighting to make the ropes with her feet, but Mariah rolls rolls them both back towards the middle of the ring, uh, putting Ida on the bottom and off her feet in the center of the ring, leaving Ida with dead to rights with no choice but to top out. Post-match, these two bump fists in respect for one, one, uh, one another's awesomeness, and Ida gestures that this is just the first match before walking off, clutching her arm that's damaged. Three and a half stars. This was never open weight wrestling. I tweeted that this was a second match love letter to to big fight hoss wrestling, pro wrestling. This is what Brock versus Roman should be. Uh, almost move for move on Sunday. Someone send this fucking match to Big E to lift his spirits. Stardom needs to add a new belt to showcase this hoss division we're seemingly stumbled onto. Rich, I just said this uh, earlier while I was... um. Before I started going through the uh, Cinderella tournament stuff, I had sent this to JD from Retro, uh, from Red Leaf Retrocast. Mm-hmm. Saya Ida, Utami Hayashishta, Micah, Hameka, Morai, Shuri is leaving, uh, and we'll get to that later. She is leaving Donald Omondo, and with that, she is brought, a, brought in um, a woman named Ami from. Originally from Actress Girl, she's five seven. She does number power moves. So Ami is in this is in here too. Now, you might say, "Well, Rich, that's only well, James, that's only like uh six people." Check this out. In theory, when she comes back, if she's not on that bullshit, you get Nasco Tour that could do this as a power wrestler. In theory, you could bring Jungle back, and she could be in this division. In theory. You could say, Takumi Aroha, come out here and, and go lay the smack down like four from the top. In theory, you could say, hey, Risa Sarah, we just saw you go toe-to-toe with Micah and throw her around. You come in here too and you get yourself a, 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 a check. And then also, my favorite one, the one that I want the most. You saw her at the end of night two. 
after her match with uh with Shuri that they eventually do, Nanai, you want to be champion again? Go out here and be the super hyper baller, one of the best I've ever seen, and go out there and do it again. That's a solid ass division. You want your high speed division? Not me. You want your five star classy match from Shuri Kondo? Not me. I want big, strong, muscular women beating the shit out of each other with clubs and forearms until they collapse. This is what this was. Give me this division. Oh my god. Give me my women's never open weight uh, title. Give it to me. A compelling case indeed. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Marai, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Just I three for three for me uh, with Marai. Uh, I I saw some folks wondering whether she was better or in in Tokyo Joshi Pro or Stardom. I don't know. I didn't watch Tokyo Joshi Pro, but all I know is that this woman has been awesome in every match I've seen her in. Saida. I feel like a year was stolen from her yes. uh, with, with the injury and she's a tad bit behind everybody else. But now she's like hitting the ground running and like she she just flexes at all times. So, you you know, I feel like when I talk about Saida from now on, you know, you got to you got to do this, you Bro. know, when it, to, to make sure that you convey the message properly. We lost a year of Ida. But she has somehow, even with that, still improved from where she was like she was. She was already very good, and like she has somehow still gotten better while being away from wrestling with in rehabbing and all that. Like she showed up at just New like Blood. Brit. <laughs> she showed up at New Blood One, right? And she had that new gear and the hair, and I was like, okay, whatever. But and I saw that she had like you know this this the straps, you know the singlet deal, and I was like, huh, I wonder when she took off the straps. Like that's what I want, <laughs> Steinerism. Angleism. <laughs> just she's fired up. I love her. I, I'm so glad she's back. I, I missed her. I didn't realize I missed her this much. Yes, just just pure, just pure oomph, number oomph and grit. Dome jock wrestler. Shout out <laughs> yes, to yes. Uh, Joe and Rich. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So next match. Uh, it was the uh, basically like the the bit everybody on the card match. It was a gauntlet four way match. Uh, Donald Armando comes out first versus Cosmic Angels. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I can't remember the order it was in, but basically, oh yeah, it was Cosmic Angels and Oedo Tai. Uh, then uh, uh, because it was, and then um, next thing you know, Oedo Tai won. I think it was with uh, Saki getting the win. Um, then you end up getting uh, Queen's Quest in. Azumi takes over. She just looks like a star. Uh, clears out Oedo Tai, and then you get Don Mondo versus Queen's Quest. Um, ultimately, you end up getting uh, the new, the the newest rookie, um, Miyu Amasaki, in there with Hameka. Hameka puts her away. Um, decent match. Nothing to really write home about. Um, but you know, for for nine minutes, whatever else, it was all right. Yeah, it was cool. Def was smoking that pack. Yes, that's right. That's right. She certainly was. Um, next match. Uh, Prominence versus DDM. Micah and Te- Micah and Tekla versus uh, Suzu and Risa Sarah. Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah. Um, I thought this was a very good match. I like that they're they basically say, "Hey, y'all, y'all two are like five, 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 six in power wrestlers. We'll pair y'all together. Y'all two are like five foot one 
and y'all do some flippy stuff and a really fast pace. Y'all do stuff together, and eventually, like they, you know, and, and at times they 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 interacted with each other at times, and and you know, built towards hot tags. Or for most part, it was basically a single. They both were isolated with each other for most of the match. Um, I like I like what Risa and Micah do together, and I really liked what um what Tekla and um Suzu did together, and I thought like this was like the the most showing of what Tetla can actually do at, on a t- with a high end wrestler, and I'm very excited for her future in Stardom. This is the most impressed I've been with Tekla in Stardom. Previously, I thought she had kind of leaned more into the shtick, mm-hmm. and this one was like, "Yo, here's the explosion. Here's like the athleticism. Here's like the fire, and like you know, just the ring generalship." And Risa Sarah was very impressive yeah. uh and then Suzu suzuki i was i came out of the chair i think I told, it was her that did that the dolphin avalanche dolphin buster oh, okay. yeah. yeah whatever the hell that was right. and i was like oh my god like um <laughs> so I, w- I was shocked we did not get a draw with tecla uh and they, <laughs> they finally pinned her so uh yeah prominence Sign me up. Yeah, I I I remember you were you ter- yeah told me when you were watching it. You were like, I don't really like their gear. I mean, uh, their night two gear is much better. Um, that's actually what they normally wear. I, I actually mm-hmm. like Risa. Risa wears a bunch of different things, but hey, look, um, well, you got to say say what I said. They were looking Koguma ish, you know. <laughs> you I think you were like they look too much like a team as opposed to like like you're the one with the you're the big one with the blue hair you're the small one with the red hair and y'all got blue and red gear like okay like enough like that y'all that, that's too cookie cutter um but yeah like anyway uh yeah man like they got to make they got to come to a deal they got to make up come up with a deal they got to bring prominence in I'm sorry like this is the, this was their second match in stardom like when they had uh, a Corkin Hall, when they had a you know a a Shuri and Risa confrontation in the middle of their match, and like that plays on you know like when Shuri was ice ribbon as a freelancer, mm-hmm. like they have a they have a history. So like they was in there and they was mixing up. I was like, I want to see that, and then they teased that they were going to do a, a title defense against a Red Bull title defense against Risa. So it was like, yeah, like do it, bring her in, beat her, don't care, just bring. Get them, get them out of the like. If they're gonna actually wrestle and instead, like, let them do their deathmatch wrestling shit over there. When they want to do their real wrestling, bring them over here. Like, give the hook them up with that Fukigen death deal. Um, like they're that like their top two and even their top three is that talented enough to where like, yeah, bring them in. Like, I don't, I don't care. Bring them in. Um, <laughs> find a spot. Yeah, make room. Uh, so yeah, I, I end up giving this. Uh, I think gave this three and a half. Um, I may have gave this three and a quarter. I don't know. It's one and two. Like I'd probably say three and a half. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Suzu. <sighs> like I thought Suzu was good when I watched her. Um. When the belt and ice ribbon in 2011, I think it's beginning of 2011. Uh. But like maybe I didn't. Maybe I shortchanged her because I, I liked um their champion at the time, Maya Yuki more. Um. But yeah, like for 19 years old, really fucking good. Um. I don't think she's a Zumi, but she's really fucking good. Um, next match after that, the Goddess of Stardom tag team titles. Uh, Hazuki and Kaguma, Fukuoka Dobil Crazy versus Momo and Starlight Kid. Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid, uh, Black Desire. This match was awesome. Um, 
excellent match. Yeah. Like they threw the kitchen sink out. Uh, there, I mean, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff, but mostly what it came down to was, um, the heels, uh, start out by just like overwhelming Kaguma. Kaguma fights back and gets a hot tag for Hazuki. Um, Starlight Kid ends up, um, interfering with the Momo stuff and they end up trying to cut off Hazuki. Hazuki fires back. Um, there's multiple, uh, they ultimately get, end up getting, um, they end up showcasing Momo and Hazuki for the next night. Uh, then they get Starlight Kid. Um, there's a portion of Starlight Kid's in, um, and she ends up in Momo and Kid just basically wipe out Hazuki at different times. Uh, then Kaguma comes back, she gets in, um, and then she's in there with Momo, and she's basically fighting for her life as Momo is trying to find, like, 12 different ways to murder her. Like, she tries, at one point, um, she tries a, a, uh, a 50, a half and half suplex throw, that didn't kill her, she dropped, uh, Kaguma right on her neck, that Kuma's like, nah, I do this, I get, she gets up, uh, they, eventually, um, Hazuki kept making so many, uh, saves after Momo kept killing her that she was like, enough of this. Oedotai takes the ref, they wrap a chair, uh, Momo then grabs a chair and wraps it around Hazuki's head and takes her off the table. Then, Kaguma keeps fighting. She keeps, she keeps surviving these near falls. There's one point where, um, Momo has her finish. She kicks, get, I think it was a, um, a Wilburrow driver, right? So it's basically like a, like an inverted, a forward, like B driver. Kicks out of that. Gets her up and goes to give her that peach bomb, her super finish. She escapes out of that. Oedotai said, enough of this shit. We don't, they take the ref again. Uh, and then Kid ends up hitting a, um, basically like a Van Daminator, except it was a, it's a basement drop kick instead of, you know, the Savat, the Savat kick. Um, mm-hmm. and then they hit her with like a modified magic killer. And then Momo finally hits her with a, uh, peach, uh, bomb after that. It was like, damn, they, Garganoin, Garganoin, uh, the, the kind of stuff that resiliency we're talking about, um, right. out of Kaguma, but ultimately <clears throat> it didn't matter. Um, Black Desire, the new tag team champions, um, they're yeah, yeah, they're gonna be awesome. Yes. Um, it, you know, you swap out his own for Starlight Kid is the same shit essentially, but now they're evil. Uh, I think momo's gear was kind of plain i think i like her regular gear more than this show gear that she wore Mm -hmm. but um yeah this is an excellent match i'll probably go like four stars on it um same and like i i love the team hazuki and kaguma as well i thought they'd win but you know play as fuck up yeah 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 i mean either way it didn't matter it was gonna be a great team continuing to have great defenses either way uh but yeah like they're New tag champs, Momo and, um, and Kid, and they're going to be great. Um, next match after that, uh, the return of Cap- Unagi Sayaka. Nah, not quite. I mean, she's right. in this match, but not necessarily the return. Um, the return of Captain Kyrie. Uh, I don't know if you saw her, her, her uh, return um press conferencing but she literally was like yo ho ho it's captain Kyrie." <laughs> no i did not <laughs> I, I wanted to clip it but i didn't get the time to do it i didn't see what else to do but yeah she fully on this on this captain shit um they had Kyrie. they had mayu do the uh in the middle of this match at some point she i think after the match she yelled like the dead poor society shit like oh captain my captain she said oh Kyrie, my Kyrie." it was like 
How does that? How do y'all even know this? Y'all were even speaking lick of English, or she, or might even speak a lick of, lick of English, like whatever. Um, but yeah, like uh, <coughs> it's 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 uh, Kyrie and Mayu versus Tam and Unagi. Um, match starts with Unagi wanting to uh, run it with with Kyrie. Tam says, "Get the hell out of here! She'll murder you." Um, uh, so they start with uh, Tam and, and Mayu. Uh, good wrestling back and forth. Um, then Unagi ends up tagging in, uh, and says that she wants Kyrie. There's some fooling around from, from Unagi and th- until she has a slap on Kyrie. Kyrie sells it as if like, I'm going to turn around and murder you. It was basically like the same face that, uh, she gave, uh, Shayna Baszler, like leading up to, uh, the, ma- the first Mayon Classic final where it's like, don't you know I will kill you in, in cold blood? Uh, Unagi ain't want no smoke. She tried to tag out. Tam said, "Nah, use use riding on the wolf tickets. Now, now go, now go pay the toll." Um, Kyrie fucked her up. <laughs> Kyrie fucked her up. Uh, she gets, uh, she lets Mayu get in. Uh, Mayu starts fucking her up. Uh, at some point, uh, Tam's trying to make some plays, keep it alive, or whatever else. Uh, she gets thrown out. Ultimately, uh, you get a double dive from Kyrie and Mayu onto uh, the Cosmic Angels down on the floor. Uh, then eventually, uh, Unagi fights back and she tags in Tam and, uh, Tam, Tam basically like, uh, I'm sorry, Mayu comes in and tries to interfere. Tam thwarts the double team, uh, throws Mayu out of there, has, uh, uh, Kyrie on the floor. Uh, Tam finally realizes I finally get my opportunity to be in here with Tam or with, uh, with Kyrie. Uh, Tam gets on her, gets on the ground next to, um, Face to face with with Kyrie and says, "Kyrie, I've been waiting for you." And uh, Kyrie says, "Me too." Uh, they grab each other by the hair. They start big brawling, big big money brawling out there they, with each they other. Had to, they had to lay down and declare their love for each other first, kind of like with the, <laughs> the eyes, and then get to it. Man, like I gotta say, this shit was electric. The way they beat the shit out of each other, it was awesome. Um. Ultimately, they end up, uh, they go back and forth, uh, between, uh, spinning back fist and the spin kick from, from Tam. They go to a double down. Mayu and, and Unagi get back in the ring. Uh, Mayu basically, uh, has her way with, uh, Unagi, uh, with some help with, with Mayu with double team. They end up getting Tam, uh, took her off the table. And then, um, Kyrie goes up, um, and goes and hits the, the elbow. And then Mayu goes to the top and hits the moonsault. She is a pending, um, Unagi. Um, good ass match, uh, like three and three quarters. It wasn't, I don't know if it was, uh, I think, I think it told a better story than the, um, the tag team title match, but it just, the work rate was, wasn't on that level, but it didn't need to be. It was about Kyrie as a character and set up her next program, presumably with, or her next like big singles match, or whatever else, presumably with Tam. And that's going to be fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was fun to see, uh, Captain Kyrie back. There was also a point early in the hey, match when she was fucking. The gear up. looked expensive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that was definitely gear that she had, you know, either had designed or saved since uh WWE because it was very similar to her um Kabuki Warrior stuff. Um I, except I think a- the world wants to know, James, whose side is James Boyd on? <laughs> who you wit, as Jay Z would say. I'm rooting who for the you match. Wit. I'm rooting for the match. Who you wit as I'm rooting for the match. Um, who, who you want to win? Oh, well, whoever's gonna become champion. Yeah, that, that's how, that's how we're gonna do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Like you know, yeah. James boy will not pick a side, Joe. No, no, no. Um, I had I like. We'll get to it later, but it's like this. This is exactly what I wanted. This was exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what this match needed to be. This exactly this setup exactly what I wanted. Uh, when when I ever thought of Kyrie coming back, um, this this was awesome. Super happy. Uh, so, uh, next match after that. Uh, you end up getting uh, the white belt match. Uh, Kamatani versus uh, Utami. Um, this match is very similar to every match I've seen them have since 2000, since last year. Um, um, Utami's dominant to start. She's been, she's walking the dog with uh, Kamatani, and then Kamatani has to fight for underneath and um, come up with great escapes, mostly in the, in the form of Hurricane Rana's. This was the most spammy of hurricanes. This was the most spammy of hurricanes I think I've seen between these two in a, in a contest. In a way, uh, it almost reminded me of like her match in the Grand Prix last year, Kamatani's match in Grand Prix last year with uh, with Takumi, where it's like hurricanes, 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 and guess what's next? You you guess it, hurricanes is like. This match was this match was great because like they just never have bad they never have matches that are just good like they're they're they just a walking four. Um, I just think I want the next evolution of their matches together. Um, but anyway, uh, ultimately by the end, Kamatani puts together a run, uh, hits a Star Crusher, and then goes to the top. And ends up hitting uh, Utami with um, uh, with the uh, Phoenix Splash for the win. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, I give this another four star match. I've seen people say four and a quarter. It's, it's in that it's in that range, but that's what they do. Like they can do this in their sleep together at this point. I felt like something was missing a little bit from this match. Like the the all the Ranas were cool. I love mm-hmm. Lucha Libre. Some of the Poison Rana stuff was cool, but it looked like Utami was just on another level. Uh, personally, uh, from, I agree. From Saya Kamatani, it was like she's still like this this incredible ring general, main event style wrestler. So if you were worried about Utami after the belt and anything like that, like don't be like she's yeah. incredible, yeah. Uh, insane gear too, by the way. Um, but yeah, some a little bit missing. I think Saya needs to. She needs to probably like work on her striking. I think more, and yeah, that might be that might be her key to uh, unveiling another layer. I, I like. I think her forearms don't. I don't buy her forearms when she throws them. Um, like she's like she's. I think the match that she was best at it when she was in the the first uh, the second night. No, first night of a uh, Grand Prix last year against Shuri. But like she was fighting back with slaps and won forearms. Um, so like I think there's that. There's also this part where it's like there's something missing from her game as far as being able to not as far as wrestling, just back and forth wrestling, as opposed to just being an underdog in your ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, she, she could like, she could do high speed stuff. Like when that's she can do that. Or, or with a Zumi or starlight kid. That's fine. She got that in the bag. Um, if she wants to have a back and forth match with someone like Tam, Tam, they've been able to figure that out. Right. Um, but for some reason, at this point, I think she's passed, She's past being like trying to work herself like she's an underdog babyface. Like, none. Nah, like, you're you're in like the 90th percentile in weight in the uh, in in like in the uh, in the, on the roster. 
You're just, you're just one of the three or four tallest women on the roster. You can't. I understand you do flippy shit, but you can't be out here just getting. You know, just just selling for everybody yeah, forever. Like you got to fight back, and like you got to be more back and forth than you just getting killed by by Tommy. Like Tommy will can just take up time, just beating you up if she wants to, and make it entertaining. But there got to be evolution at some point uh, between them. And obviously, like the result was different than, than what it's ever been between these two. But it still was like the same as that temple up. She's gonna beat your ass down, and you gotta fight back. And like, I kind of want to see when they come up with a, I guess for lack of a better word, a new match between the, those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I, she needs to just do like her match that she has with with, with Micah with Utami wants to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, either way, it's I mean we're talking about a four star match still, but whatever. Um, next match, the main event. Of night one, uh, Shiri versus Julia for the red belt. Time to um, open up that pack. <laughs> now, this match happened so long ago that like I can't remember mostly what happened aside from like the the, the like the visuals of Shiri kicking her ass uh, for great stretches. Um, I remember there was a stretch early in the beginning where like you know this is a main event match with, with Shuri and it, so it's going to involve uh, gr- ground wrestling and I, you know, I've always said like I don't think Julie is as good as it as she likes to be, um, but she still does it. Uh, like, her strength as a as a wrestler is in her fire and in her brawling. Um, and like, once I got the brawling out, this match off to the race for me. Like, uh, this match, I, I really love this match. It was, I gave it four and a half, but um, I don't think it necessarily needed to be t- damn near 28 minutes or whatever it was, but it was still a great match. Very great match. Yeah. Um, I saw this one live. I, I got up and I was like, yo, I'm up already. Might as well, you know, find a way in, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, before I got my real link, but they, um, I, I was very proud to see Shuri whoop that ass. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. At the end of the day, like, you know, it, it came down to, you know, like I said, like, hey, you know, you got to like, we already know Julia ain't shit. So you got to take the fight to her before, <laughs> you know, she catch you off guard. So they were kicking out at one. Yeah, they were. They were hitting each other. There's another part. I forgot about it. They uh, when they kicked out of one, like, I, I believe that was when they were hitting each other with each other's finishes. Right. Yeah, they, they yeah. were taking on each other's finishes and shit. And um, this was a really good match. I gave it the same rating as you, four and a half. And you know, I had to send out the 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 graphic uh, or the uh, thumbnail from our other Shuri segment. Like Shuri is the best women's wrestler in the world. Like, and I was like, do I have to send the clip? And I was talking with, I believe it was Velkej and um, the voice of wrestling uh, Joshi Forum. And you know, I was I was really excited uh, for this. So. Uh, another match, another great match for Julia too. Yep. Like she had another great match with Mayu yep. uh, earlier this year. So um, you know, it's only going to be so long before you keep that thing from her. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you y'all ain't with it, you know, enjoy it now because it, it's happening. And like the people that I don't know, like there's this weird, there's this weird sect of people that don't like Tam or and or don't like uh, Julia, and I'm just like. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like they go out there on a big show, on a big stage, and they go get their forty-five. They look like stars. They, 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 they you know, they, they do everything that needed to, that needs to be done to portray themselves as stars and have great matches. And like maybe they're not like you know 
maybe they're not Io Shirai as, as, as technicians, but like through sheer force of will, their matches get over all the fucking time whenever they do it, with, with, yeah. with few exceptions. So I don't know what to tell y'all. I just don't. I don't like maybe maybe I don't know maybe every maybe everybody else is crazy when like they draw bigger and bigger houses every year after year maybe, I don't know maybe 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 you know we're everyone else is wrong you're you're the geniuses I don't know I don't know uh, but yeah uh, that was a you know we just went through it what was that we I think we both agreed that there was three four star matches a bunch of you know three and a half high three stuff even with that like. This was the worst show of the night of the weekend between uh, of both shows. So let's get to night two. Oh, uh, before we before we go through this, I want to make note that like both of their gears were incredible, both of them, um, yeah. Shuri and Julia. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, at, after the match, so the, the JML said maybe they hate Ju- hate on Julia because of the braids. They were hating on her before the braids. They were hating on her when she was just short blonde hair. Like this, I'm talking about this goes back to like. When she came in, they were mad she left Ice Ribbon because you know you know just there are you know there's a there is a substantial sect online of you know anti stardom people and it's like like which if you don't like like it whatever fine like go watch Ice Ribbon or like at this point that produce show over there but whatever like whatever like I like Ice Ribbon like when my Yuki was a champion I enjoyed her I I enjoyed her defenses like I like Sukas Fujimoto right like I like Sakushi. They're both, I mean, all three of them are gone now, but, <laughs> but you get my point, like, Ice Ribbon, from what I've watched 2019, it was a really good wrestling, but, uh, but, like, but it was also, like, but, like, I wasn't on some choose one or the other, it was, like, Ice Ribbon, really good, Stardom, really good, uh, Ceiling, really good, Tokyo Joshi Pro, eh, not so much, I like, I like some of the wrestlers, they do some of that goofy shit, that, that shit's too good for me, but whatever, like, I knew the wrestling that I liked out of the Joshi when I came through this in 19. So, like, that's fine. Like, it so happened that, like, they were unlucky. Uh, Stardom ended up uh, getting purchased by Bushi Road. They invested tons of funds into them. They, you know, they, at the right time, right place, it, they blew up. It is what it is. Hey, like, so, so, basically, you know, if y'all play y'all calls right, may, maybe one day it'll be you. you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we trying to get chose. <laughs> oh man. So, so anyway, uh, moving on to uh, the end of night one. Wow. End of, sorry, it just dropped my video. Great, yeah, I see that. So, the end of night one, Julia says uh, something along the lines of. Uh, I'm sorry, Shuri says to Julia some along the lines of, Julia, I've been with you since I came uh, I came into Star in 2000, in the beginning of 2020, like you're almost like a sister to me in some aspects, but I think it's time for me to move on from, from this and she says that she's going to start uh, her own faction, they do not have a name for the faction yet, uh, but uh, before the match she came down to the ring with uh, a top prospect apparently uh in the name of ami uh i can't remember her last name at the time but her first name is ami uh she's originally from act girls another woman from act girls uh and 
she brought her in and the way that English commentary described is almost like she was like uh, a bodyguard slash insurance policy just to keep away from any like Domino Mondo slash prominence fuckery that may happen on the outside to interfere with her match with Julia. Mm -hmm. So she comes out um, and she said that that, that Ami is going to be in the faction with her. Um, They haven't had a name yet, but that was basically the gist of it. uh, Julia said like, if you think, you know, it's similar to the same promo that she cut uh, with with Tam after Tam uh, balled at her was like, I did this. I did that. You think it, you have what it takes to be a leader. You think it has what it takes. You have what it takes to be a, a white belt champion. It was basically the same question was like, obviously fucking yes. We already know this. Like we get what you're trying to do. Jericho This is like her Jericho thing. Um, but yeah, like that was the end of it in, uh, uh, Shuri signed off for the night. So on to night two, um, it is the, uh, the part two of the futures, uh, double dash. Uh, it is Hannon versus my, um, this match is not, was not as good as the, uh, first match from what, from Hannon, but it was still a match that is in, that's fighting for three. You probably give it the gentleman's three, if you will. Um, I thought it was a good match is probably the best singles match I've seen from, from my, um, that didn't involve her just getting destroyed. Uh, but ultimately at the end, um, Hannah ends up putting her away with the backdrop driver. Yes, two of them things. Yeah, that's right. She gave her two. Um, uh, then, uh, next match, another match. You just get everybody on the card. Uh, it is basically everyone is not uh, in a in a premier match. Plus, uh, a lot of the women from New Blood won. Um, with the also the added addition of uh, Choco Pro, you end up having um, uh, Zuna. Uh, Mizumori in um, Mesa Ruga. Uh, oh, you're back. Okay, cool. So, um, they did this at intervals. The way they basically did it was like in comes Cosmic Angels first. Is basically from what I realized, like most oh, of it was two people from each faction or from yeah. or from each promotion. So, uh, the first two people to come in were Mina and Unagi, and then eventually, like you would get like uh from JTO you and getting Aoi and um uh Makoto um and then you would get like um Haruka uh Umasaki and then you would get uh also with her uh Nanami from Diana um then you would get like Queen's Quest so you would get like Miyu Amasaki and Lady C then you would get uh from Stars you would get Momokogo and I can't remember but like it was like 15, 20 people in the match. Um, and nobody got eliminated until everybody got in. Um, and once everybody got in, then they started doing their spots and their spots, uh, in my opinion, were light years beyond what they were, what they did last year's at the, uh, the Budokan Hall rumble, the all-star rumble. Um, so I, I, I like this match more is, do I think that like it, given how long the show went, um, was it worth it? I don't know. Like, you know, they, they really value having everybody that's on their card at the time being on the show. So I get it. Um, it, but it wasn't like <clears> a <throat> bad match, but you know, I'm kind of indifferent to rumbles to begin with. Yeah. I was, uh, looking at my watch, like, man, this thing is still going. So I was, I was wanting them to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see, uh, Mesa Ruga come in. I thought she, uh, brought some life towards the end of the match. Yeah. Um, of course, love seeing the Mina and the Unagi squaring off. I was, I was like, man, what's going on here? Because I didn't realize it was the Rumble at first. Okay, and um, 
but yeah, it was it was it was a little long, and you know, I, I can't blame them for one to, you know, spotlight everybody and give them a little chance, but just trim it up next time. Yeah. Uh, also, with that, I forgot that I forgot the um, um, I forgot the the marvelous faction of uh of Maria and, and um I I oh, yeah. so yeah um you know Maria you know being a being a damn terrorist uh for uh, <laughs> against against uh, cosmic angels stirring up shit um so uh, I believe if I remember correctly the final four was uh was Aoi Unagi Miyu Amasaki in in May uh the final two came down to Miyu Amasaki in in May Saruga ultimately um Mesuruga ends up throwing out Miyu Amasaki. She is the winner, and I thought to myself, like, hmm, she won. I wonder if she's going to. I wonder if she's going to get a high speed title shot or something because you know it would make sense to get if she's going to win. She, they give her something. Um, so uh, stay tuned. So uh, to be continued. Uh, next match after that, uh, the loser of the white belt match, Utami uh, from from day one faces Mirai. Um, they had a match that I really liked. Uh, I don't like it as much as the Morai match with Ida from the night before, but it was a good match nonetheless. Um, ultimately, it is basically, like to me, is Utami handing Morai her shit. Uh, and then by the end, like, Morai's finding her from underneath, getting the crowd into her. You know, like, her music has, like, the, th- the three claps in it, and, like, she she pounds the mat when she comes in. So, like, in big matches, like, we guess uh Against uh, Shuri and against Ida, like you hear the <laughs> from the crowd. Um, when when Utami was handing uh, Mariah her ass, like the crowd was getting into it, they were ch- clapping for her to get back and start fighting. She started fighting back. But ultimately, uh, Utami was too much. He ends up putting her to sleep uh, with a sleep hole with a sleeper. This was the uh, get Utami back on the ball uh, yeah. match, and it was almost like a reward kind of for what she did for Kamatani uh, the night before. I think we both predicted this one happening yep. uh, at the time. I liked the match a lot. I'm in a Mirai and this was a, I just felt like it was like a, it was like a senior wrestler kind of, I, I don't know how new Mirai is to wrestling. No, Mirai debuted after Mirai's like basically, I think she, I think she debuted in 2019. She's more like a, a like a Kamatani in, in age as far as debuting okay. than, than Utami who has a year on both of them. Yeah. So it's like someone is like, like an ace is re- wrestling like somebody that has, a lot of potential. That's a Mick Carter. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like in, in, like that's going to be it. Like in like two, three years, like them at, on top fighting in, in the top of these cars, that's going to be them in like two years. Definitely. Um, so uh, next match after that, the generation of destiny match, Hazuki versus Momo. The day after Momo uh, takes Hazuki's uh, tag team titles, uh, they end up starting the match. Uh, Momo gets on top and starts belittling Hazuki. Uh, she mockingly does her, you know, her foot wash thing and then run off the other, uh, the opposite ropes, come back with the kick. Uh, she continues to talk shit and disrespect kicks Hazuki until Hazuki says, I've had fucking enough. Uh, starts laying into Momo. She then puts her into the, into the uh, ropes and she gives her basically like time, 
like normally what she does, she gives people like five kicks. She gave her like 20 or 22. And then she finally uh, laid into her with a big kick coming back off the ropes. Uh, then they go back and forth and they're, it's just excellent wrestling. Like I can't remember all the stuff they did cause it was so damn good. But like those two were meant to wrestle each other. I'm glad that I saw this match because like when Azuki retired in 2019, I was kind of like, not upset, but I was kind of like, damn, they didn't do one last Momo Hazuki match on her way out. Um, when she came back, I was like, they can finally wrestle each other again. This whole build up of the last couple months as I have, have been like those two for each other in tag matches going at it. And like, I'm glad that this built, this had like a storyline behind it and all that kind of stuff. And like, this match was great. Um, this isn't going to be the best match they ever have together, but this was another damn great match. I gave this four stars. I loved it. Same. Um, this was, I feel like the the best of heel mode Mo Watanabe, just so violent, so like just just a, an unpleasant human, uh, but <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. I I like this match better than Kyrie and Starlight Kid. Um, okay, and it was like. I just think they have great chemistry, like and like you think about like great mid card matches on big shows, and this stands up with with anything. I think. Yeah. Um. At the end, uh, I didn't say to finish. At the end, Momo ends up putting away uh, Hazuki with a peach sunrise. Um. Yeah. They they're just they're just dynamite together. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. What's the next match after that? Oh. Also, I, I think I also I also like the booking because like. Momo last year didn't have much to do except for being in the final of the Grand Prix. Like she's one of the best, like she's at worst the third or fourth best wrestler in the, in the promotion still, uh, as a worker. Like, so a lot of people were like, what is going to happen with her? How are you going to position her? You know, she left Queens quest and now like, you know, she's tag champion. They're setting her up to get a title shot at some point with Shuri or whoever else, but like that's gonna be that's gonna be you know big when they do it. Um, I think they're still saving it down the line, but like they're they're and there's also a big you know special title match between or special non-title match singles match between her and Utami that they've you know they've they've been building towards that too. So she's like she's already like done more stuff uh, in the last or since December alone than she did like from you know January to like November of last year. So like, I'm glad they're, they're refocusing effort on her. And, and the cool thing about Momo now is when she has that face that Zach talks about when she comes out, like she's bad now. So she can, he can, she can just say it's her gimmick like that. She looks unpleasant. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> Did he type that in here? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, next match, uh, high speed through a match between Azumi, Kaguma and Nasapoi. Uh, this is the normal standard high speed match, like that three and a half star match of just hyper speed and craziness and whatever else. Uh, there's too much stuff to, 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 uh, say what happened in this match, but ultimately at the end, you end up getting Azumi in there with Nasapoi after they get Nasapoi or, uh, after they get Kaguma out the ring and, um, Azumi ends up winning with, uh, Azumi Sushi. Um, I was surprised that. Uh, Nasapoi got pinned, but it makes sense. Like, are you really going to go out here and beat, like, Hazuki and, uh, Kaguma twice? Back to back. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense that they they did that. And also, like, you know, they can rebuild, uh, uh, up, um, you know, um, to when she eventually challenges Azumi again. So, or this, in this reign again. So, yeah, uh, 
you know, really good match, uh, three and a half. Uh, but obviously, you know, like that, that, you know, to, to expect that they're going to go out here and have, you know, a match of the year contender, like, nah, that's, you know, they did that at one time. I don't know how many how replicable that is, uh, in real life, but it's still a very good match nonetheless. Um, next match after that, uh, you get Kyrie returning single match versus Starlight Kid. Um, this match had a lot of stuff in it. This had, um, her, this had Kyrie versus Kid, and Ky- I thought Starlight Kid was excellent in this match. I thought that Kyrie for a returning singles match, uh, even the night before, let everyone know, like, if you had concerns that I was going to come back and just be a quote-unquote standard safe WWE wrestler, let me put that aside. Let me let me know. Let me <laughs> let you guys know that like I will, I will I'm returning to be Stardom Kyrie and Russell like I did when I was a man, maniac. Um, and she did that like she threw a shoot head, but at some point in this match, um, uh, uh, at one point you know she's throwing a spinning back fist. Uh, she's uh trading at a point where trading slaps. I believe like Starlight Kid busted her eardrum. Uh, I think she has a, a busted eardrum. Uh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one point where she bleed from her ear. Like there was a lot of stuff in this match, but it was just very well done, very good storytelling uh, in between that. Where kid, and this is this is classic Kyrie uh, storytelling. Is like normally is either at one point and this is an and or either she is going to uh, work over somebody's back so they're immobilized, Kyrie, and then their opponent is going to work over her, her right elbow so that she can't throw the elbow drop. That is classic Kyrie big match wrestling and stardom. You can look at any of those uh, Mayu and, Tan, or Mayu and uh, Kyrie matches and like it's exactly that. It's like working over Kyrie, Kyrie working over a back uh, to try to get the anchor done like that, you know, the, the you know, almost like a you know what the anchor is. You know, it's like a sharpshooter, but yeah. without the leg between it. Right, right. The anchor, and then her opponent is trying to tear out, tear out her elbow, and there's always near falls about up around all that. Just a classic storyteller, um, just great. So uh, that has all that in that match. Ultimately, at the end, um, Kyrie ends up hitting <laughs> kid with the shoot head fucking headbutt to a mask, and then uh later on finishes her off with the elbow like she was supposed to um after the match uh Kyrie wants a handshake uh kid defiant because she's a heel she's evil uh she doesn't want it she does doesn't not want, respect doesn't, the code of honor yeah <laughs> yes doesn't respect the code of honor Kyrie says fuck that evil shit I'm hugging you anyway grabbed her by the arm pulled her in and hugged her and the kid tried to push her away and then it slinked off into the into the night you know to be evil you know to make someone else pay for it probably beat up probably beat up a civilian out on the street later i don't know yeah yeah rob <laughs> why, somebody yes why is 411 woman be, with a mask beating me up <laughs> this vandal exactly. exactly so so yeah I, I thought it was a great match uh but like like you said like um it's in that three and three quarter range four stars whatever however you feel about it but yeah it was either way it was a fun ass match for even and it filled even for 18 minutes i thought it i thought that like they didn't overstay his welcome i thought it was perfectly laid out um Next match, uh, eight man or sorry, uh, the Quattro's match between Donald Armando and Prominence. Uh, so it was a loser of the Red Belt match, Julia versus uh, with Micah, Hameka, and Tekla versus the top four of Prominence, uh, Risa Sarah, Suzu Suzuki, um, Akane Fujita, and Muchi Miyagi. Um, now I had never seen Muchi Miyagi wrestle before, I had seen the other three obviously before, um, and the way they built this match was, I don't know if 
this has ramifications for what happened with, you know, the January review when, like, Tam at at Lepfower, like, basically got put in COVID jail, and then they had to do that draw, and then they basically designated that Julia and Mayu were going to be the two people. Yeah. Um, because, like, the way they did this match, they, Julia building up this match built it as if, like, she wanted Suzu in a singles match. And she wasn't interested in this match, but she won the singles match. So the match starts. They both, all four of them brawl out the ring except for Suzu and Julia. So it's basically like for most of this match, it is effectively a singles match between Julia and Suzu. The problem is, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to try to build towards wanting a singles match with Suzu, and you're Julia, you're a bigger star than her. And the story is, you know, you left her for dead to go to the better the better promotion as old promotion crumbled and they ain't forcing them to ultimately leave. And then you get y'all get into the ring and then like you want to use this match to promote a eventual singles match. You don't beat the ever loving piss out of Suzu the way she did. Like this she in my opinion, like if this were Noah. And this was Fujita that behaved this way. People would be fucking killing um, Fujita. She no sold her shit. She treated her as almost like she was Unagi last year. I'm, I'm dead serious. She just no sold all of her shit for the whole time. Every time she threw a slap, she no sold it. She beat the shit out of her. After she beats her at the end of the match, um, she she no sells the slap, the defiant slaps or whatever else too. She just like completely big leagued, and I was like, whoa. I guess. I guess I guess we're never gonna see this match, right? Like if this was ultimately the just, city. If this was just to get uh Julia her heat back, then it's like, alright, she got her heat back. But if they're gonna do another match, it's like, why well, don't want to see another match? She she clearly beat the shell of Suzu. The whole up and down. No, Suzu already was crying the last time she's seen her, so it's like She cried it into this too. Man. She cried it into saying, like, I'm going to get a singles match for you, and I was like you don't want that. You don't want no problems, big fella. You don't, you don't, you don't want, the, or yeah, you don't want no problems. She just whooped your ass. Imagine if she just had only to worry about you as opposed to like three other people coming into the match. Um, but yeah, like it, you know, it was more, um, it was more Micah, but around that in the periphery, uh, there was more Micah in, in Risa. There was more Tekla in, in, uh, Akane Fujita, which is old country beef named back to, to, um, ice ribbon. Um, and then, um, Muchi, well, to be fair, they didn't pin Suzu, but like they put in their number four and then obviously Julia beat their number four. And then, but like when it was Suzu and Julia, the match that they're trying to promote, she's big league. And I was like, okay, all right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that, but, uh, it was still a good match on the last I'm giving it a uh, three and a half stars. Um, so then you get up getting to the the white belt and red belt matches. Uh, re- white belt match: Sayaka Kamatani versus Tam Nakano. This is basically the match they did at uh, Sumo Hall in in December, except they added stuff to it and ended up being even better than the four and a half star match they already had. Uh, they they start this match out with some with some wrestling. Uh, yeah, yes, they started out the wrestling match with some wrestling. They started basically by trading uh, a Greco-Roman knuckle lot to try to get each other into certain positions. Ultimately, it ends up with them, like, doing, like, acrobatic, like, 
uh, monkey flipper, flippery, um, end up doing a double, the double bridge to avoid the three count, the double three count pin. Um, ultimately, uh, Tam ends up winning the exchange, uh, and ends up like working over Kamatani's neck with like this neck crank deal with like a, like she, she grabs onto, she wraps her legs around Kamatani's, uh, neck with like a head and arm choke with her feet and then like uses uh Kamatani's leg as an anchor for leverage so I thought that was neat um uh Kamatani fights back she ends up uh working over Tam's back with drop kicks into the back big drop kicks to the back keeps slams to the back um and Tam's selling like like death um and then they go back and forth ultimately you end up we get to the big the big moment where like Tam after having her back worked over gets uh gets Kamatani in a dragon sleeper on the uh, top rope and yanks her so far over that, that Kamatani goes over the top rope. Um, she goes to try to te- goes to try to dive. Kamatani gets back up, meets her at the top rope. Uh, she wants a slap exchange, and then Kamatani goes up to Tam, who's seated on the top rope, rope still, and gives her a fucking hurricanrana off the top rope to the floor. Yes, I popped. I shouted in horror. <laughs> like, if Tam lands at a high angle, so, like, I don't know if she landed on the back of her head. I don't know if she landed on her neck. I don't know what happened. All I know is that shit, like, she died. She so like she died. The crowd, the crowd gasped in horror. The, the American, and I've watched this match twice. I've watched the American feed. I watched the Japanese feed. Both, both, both commentary teams, like, erupt in horror. Um, they get back in the ring, or I'm sorry, Kamatani rolls Tam back into the ring. Tam was like, I can't wrestle. I'm done. She rolls to the other side of the ring and rolls out. Kamatani yeah. says, oh, you want to play it like that? All right. Like, I just, you know, I worked over your back. I just hit you with a fucking top rope runner. You landed on your back. All right. I got something for you. Since you want to lock the ring, I'm going to give you this fucking star crusher, this fisherman fucking arrow on the fucking floor outside. No mats. Tam was like, oh, you want to kill me? She escapes, hits her with a uh, a running knee, then go- throws Kamatani up the aisle way into the, one of those tunnels in Sumo Hall, goes to the top. She may as well have done the, you know, the, the Jeff Hardy deal. She dives off the top of the fucking balcony. Um, and then they end up ba- and they end up both uh being the the t- uh, the 20 count to get back in the ring. Tam Hardy. Yeah. Um, ism. Uh <laughs> they go back and forth um uh more kamatani uh with big moves like drop kicking and strikes uh working over tam's back there is a a springboard uh double foot stomp on the tam's back uh there is the feet or sorry the uh the star crusher that works over tam's back some more kamatani goes up and goes for the the uh uh the phoenix uh splash Tam moves out the way by the grace of God with a broken back. Basically, she uh, she gets back to her feet and hits a um, hits a running uh, the running knee, the bicycle knee to the back of uh, Kamatani's head. She ends up slapping on uh, that same um, head and arm leg crank deal that she was doing at the beginning of the match. Uh, Kamatani makes the ropes. Uh, Tam gets her up and goes for the Phoenix. I'm sorry, uh, the Violet Screwdriver. Uh, can't get her up go because of her back fires up gets her all the way up hits her uh Kamatani kicks uh she goes gets her up and uh goes for the uh Twilight dream 
Kamatani escapes, ends up uh, getting Tam into a European clutch uh, pin, like Saber. Uh, she kicks out. Then uh, Tam comes running at her. Kamatani gets behind her, goes up for that schoolboy driver that she does, that she started doing against Tam in, um, back at uh, Dream Queendom. Tam escapes it by turning it into a crossbody. And then Kamatani basically reverses into a pin and gets Tam out of there with the one, two, two three. Yeah, I, I didn't like the finish. I was like, huh? Like, because they, they were they were doing lots of big moves with each other at a certain point, and then it was like, it felt flat for me at the end. But um, I liked the match overall. I just wish the finish was more definitive, but maybe they're protecting Tam for something. Yeah, I see, I think that one, either this was not the plan for Tam to be in this match, and she was going to be in the Red Bell match instead. Um, like, one of those Red Bell matches instead to, to Shuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they realized, like, oh, shit, like, Tam, with the with the COVID thing, like, what do we do? He's like, well, just have her face Kamatani again. Because, you know, they really, they rarely ever have, like, the person that took the belt off, the champion face person they beat for the belt uh, in mm-hmm. the same reign. They rarely do that. Um, but um, I thought this match was fucking awesome. I, I I consider giving this four and three quarters. I ended up staying at uh, four and a half. Like, they, like, Tam is out of her fucking mind. Uh, she, this match basically is, you know, with Phoenix Splash and all that shit and, and Kamatani, I always wanted to be Kota Bushi so much, like, this was basically like their love letter to like Golden Lovers. <laughs> this this basically was their like this was like a DDT Golden Lovers match where it's like what was the craziest shit that uh then and she keep a first ring that uh that Kenny Omega did and he's like I'll never do it again he did some some crazy bump to the floor off the top rope. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I, I think it was like a um a top rope hurricanrana to the floor. If I'm oh, not mistaken. so this this same exact fucking spot, right? Like yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. She's out of her mind. But, like, literally on the top rope. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like one of those Dragon Rana deals. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or not a Dragon Rana. You gotta... Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this match was... They're out of their fucking minds. Like, Tam, like, did everything for this woman. Like, gave her her whole body. Gave her her fucking life. Like, she could've fucking died on that spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... Just amazing. Like, Kamatani... The, the kind of, like, what she's on for me right now, like, she has now given me just from just from Dream Queendom to now. The match with um, that match with the title belt change with Tam. The match from last pay-per-view, or from last month's pay-per-view with, uh, with Nasapoy, and then mm-hmm. this match. She has given me three of my favorite five Kamatani matches and just just like basically in like four months stretch she she's killing it she's doing great um you know like she, she's doing great right now and like and man like I, I you know I said a little thing about uh, earlier when we were talking about the Julian Tam thing I gotta say something to y'all uh, for Tam like this woman is one of them ones like you know like I almost went on the Tam rant Back when I found out that she finished top ten in most outstanding news ever awards, 
every single year she has gotten better since I've watched her in 2019. At first, I was like, damn, she's really good. Who is this girl? And then it was like, I got to the Grand Prix 2019. I was like, damn, like she just had like three and 3.4, four something star average and star and whatever. I was like, this woman's really fucking good. Then the next year is like, she's at 3.6. Last year, I had her at like 3.7 something. Like, she consistently gets better year after year after year. Um, this is going to be one of the 50 best matches when we get to the end of next year. Look at like the um, voice of wrestling thing. It's going to end up in the top 50, top 40 range. Like, she, she's, this is what she does. Like, this is what she does. Like, I don't know how much longer this shit going to go, but like, she was, however long it's going to go, by the time this shit is done, I'm going to say she's one of the ones. Like, when you go back and you look at Stardom's history, like 2019, like, all right, yeah, you're a bigger star than Hoshiki, but we, but we won't go with Hoshiki right now. No problem, boss. Go out there, give, give Hoshiki a shot in the arm in her first defense, have her, have Hoshiki's best match. Um, then it's like, all right, like this shit has been a disaster. Like Hoshiki has to retire before putting anybody over. Like, uh, Hannah is Hannah is Hannah's no longer with us. What are we gonna do? All right, we're gonna get Tam, we're gonna get Julia, and we're gonna have a feud of the year contender uh, worldwide, and we're gonna get Julia all the way to fuck over. Okay, no problem. And at the end, we'll give you the belt, Tam. Okay, no problem. Then it turns into all right. After you became a champion, there's really no division. So what are we gonna do? All right, we're gonna put all these people that fit the that fit the uh what we the aesthetic of what we want to be white belt champions in the future and we'll put all put them in there and you kinda gotta, you know, get them their first defenses or whatever else. Like we're not gonna give you any top stars to be like we gave everybody else except for you. No problem, boss. I'll do that. I'll I'll get Starlight Kid in here. I'll get uh Mina in here. I'll get Unagi in here. I'll get Kamatani on the board. I'll get Naspo on the board. No problem. All of them have their some of the best matches of their career to that point. And even still to now to this day. Then it's like all right here, here, all right. One more task for you, Tam. What you gonna do? All right, like, you know, like, you know that girl you brought us, brought in, Kamatani. We think she's a star. I do too. I love her. You know, I'm gonna put her over as much as I can. Dream Queendom, Wrestle Kingdom. This, she's one of the most unselfish wrestlers I've ever seen. She's fucking awesome. Like, she gave her body. She'll give her body to this shit. She don't care. She almost she she took a fucking hot top rope right to the floor. Who the fuck? <laughs> She's out of her mind. Just to put over somebody. Just to put over somebody. She's great. Um, awesome. So next match. Next match. The main event. Shuri versus Mayu. Red belt match. This match starts with some uh, chain wrestling um, in in classic uh, Shuri style. Um, Shuri basically dominates the st- uh, dominates the start like usual. Uh, she ends up working over uh, Mayu's leg. Um, and then throughout this match, basically at different points, like Shuri just like, just systematically just shuts down Mayu, ends up lining up, uh, lining up her leg with multiple, multiple different uh, leg submissions. Mayu mounts her comeback, uh, crucifix bomb, crucifix bomb, hits her with all the stuff, hits her with the kitchen sink. Shuri will not fold. Ultimately at the end, um, with like, a minute and a half left in the match. Shuri ends up uh, slapping on that stretch muffler that she debuted at uh, the Budokan Hall uh, show a year ago in March. Um, that arm trap stretch muffler. 
after she had basically been wearing her down, wearing down Mayu's legs over and over throughout that match. Mayu is in the middle of the ring. She can't get to the rope. She's nowhere close. She's dead to right. So the only thing she can hope to do is hold on for a whole nother minute. I, I honestly thought that they were doing like a, 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 a Iron Man finish, like mm-hmm. Brett, Sean, like uh, Omega in, in pack in, in pack. She's dead to right. She's screaming her head off. She can't make the rope, but she's going to hold on. The ref calls for ref stoppage and awards the match to Shuri. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a cool finish to get out of it or not to get out of it, but it's like Shuri beat her ass systematically. There's nothing that Mayu can do. She wasn't gonna make the ropes. The only thing she was do a hold on, and by that point in time, what she gonna do? Rip up her knee in theory or you know in storyline. Ref stopped it out of, out of her own good and awarded the match to Shuri. I thought it was a great match. I had to give it four and a half. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought I I was expecting a match of the year contender. Right. I don't think we quite got that. No, we didn't. Um. I thought uh, Mayu was very flashy in the early stages, and then all of a sudden, like you realize, you in there with with that bear, and eventually she's just gonna whoop your ass and tie you up. And I I didn't expect that ending at all. I do you think? Okay, so this is what I thought was going to happen. I thought that she was going to hold on. They were going to restart the match, and they were going to do Utami Shuri. Like the Tommy Shuri first match, uh, mm-hmm. from in into a finish, and then Shuri was going to eventually beat her. That's what I thought was going to happen, but stopped it right there. I still thought it was a great match. Um, so yeah, I have no problem. I love the I love the match, love the show, love the weekend. I thought they, I thought this was just excellent wrestling up and down both of these cards. Uh, for the most part, aside from like the if you will, charity matches, if you will. Um, <laughs> like outside of that, they was out here, you know, kicking all kinds of ass uh, on, on up and down these shows. I, I thought this was a great weekend for stardom. Yeah. Um, sold a lot of tickets. And, and it seems like, do you, do you feel like there are more people kind of joining in on these monthly pay-per-views like that are joining the conversation with this stuff? Um, yes. Like, I mean, one thing that really helped them out a lot was like, the anniversary show match with Julie and Mayu when they basically had to, you know, make up for Tam just not being not maybe able to match and they had that match. People loved that match. Um and then like last month, like the the Starlight Kid and, and Azumi match, like that that brought a tons of attention to them as well. So like, yeah, this like both of those, like, in a way it was like a, a year ago, two years ago, like a match like that those matches would have broke through in that way. We're like, if they have a match now in stardom that's like, you know, over like one of those like you know th- four and three quarter type deals whatever else like it's gonna get a lot of attention people are gonna say hey go check this out like um so yeah like uh we'll see that bear it out when we see like you know cage match and voice of wrestling that kind of stuff uh later on but like because uh, only one show only night one's up right now in Stardom World but like it'll it'll be coming in and I already saw like some of the the voting for uh for um night one and it's like. It's going to be one of the most voted and looked at matches and rated matches on cage match for for stardom. So they're, mm-hmm. they're trending up like they when people hear about this stuff, they they're, they pay more attention now in the wrestling sphere, if you will. So um, that's as good from from a national perspective. So um, I will say this uh, night one English commentary. They had uh, Stuart Fulton, who normally does it with Sonny. Um, Sonny, who runs the English accounts for Stardom, does the editing for the shows, puts up the the, the uh, translations and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought th- I thought that it was okay. 
Um, you know, I, they don't call the match as much as I like the action in the ring as much. They, they more like give you exposition. Um, but you know, it's still good. Like in the night two, for some reason, Sonny wasn't on it and they had Mai again and not Mai, but Waka. And they had Waka on for, I believe, Dream Queendom and like her English isn't good enough to be, to, to be doing that, but they put her out there and she tries, but it's like, that's not what she, that's not what her, her, that's not what she's meant to be doing. But it, mm-hmm. but she's being a good company woman. Uh, so like I, you know, I hope that no one gives her much shit for that. Um, but it is what it is. What to do with it? I don't know why they why Sunny wasn't on both nights. I have no idea. But um, if you are somebody that needs English uh, commentary, I understand it. I understand it. Um, but like, if you're a person that is used to you know Japanese commentary um, or whatever else, I would suggest watching Japanese commentary. Yeah, I, I watch the show with Japanese commentary, and it's yeah. like just the excitement you can feel yeah. through it. It translates. Um, yeah. You know, you might miss a couple things, but you know, wrestling yeah. is wrestling at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you might get yeah context clues, and you figure out the gist of what people are trying to say. If you know the storylines, and then like you know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I want to give a shout out to a few of the people out there. Like um, there's Karen Peterson who does post post wrestling reviews for stardom she does translations uh if you want to go to twitter there is uh shigio on twitter that will give you translations of promos and post-match stuff uh and then also um there is let me pull it up right now uh i have it in my bookmarks (laughs) (laughs) gotta keep that close yeah uh there is uh, Shine Today, Believe Tomorrow, dot uh, home, dot blog. I forgot. I think the person that runs it is, uh, I think her name's Dana. Um, she does translations for the pr- for the the, uh, the press conferences, for pay-per-views, for the um, post-match stuff, and for the uh, promos after matches for the pay-per-views. So, like, there, there are uh, resources around. Like, it, uh, so, yeah, um... Like, if you are a person that's trying to figure out uh, figure out this stuff, there is there is places to look on Twitter to try to find it. So, um, if you're interested or whatever else, just DM me and I'll send you those links that I mentioned or whatever else. Obviously, you know, audio medium be like, well, how the hell do you spell Shigio? So I, I'm not about to pull it up and try to figure it out right now. It is what it is. But if you just DM me and I'll send you towards uh, in those directions. So, um, so after that, now and now that we're past, you know, the biggest show of Everdom for this for this section of the year, uh, we are now on to Cinderella season. So Cinderella tournament, the biggest field ever. Uh, it was originally going to be thirty wrestlers, been moved to thirty one to accommodate Ami being added. Um, so it's thirty one uh, person tournament. Originally, it was going to be um, Shuri and Kamatani getting first round buys. But the way they set it up is at a press conference for the Cinderella tournament, they had Ami ask Shuri for a match against her in the opener. She obliged. So Shuri, no days off. <laughs> she she's uh going to be in the first round. And the only person with a drought with a buy is Kamatani. So um just looking uh through this card, uh if I could pull it up. I just had it. Uh yeah, there we go. Um the first match that stand out to me are Nasboy versus Starlight Kid, um, Azumi versus Momo, Tam versus Utami, and Julia versus Tekla. 
Uh, Momo Nozumi also. I didn't mention that. Oh my bad. No. Yeah, Momo Nozumi. So yeah, those are the four matches that immediately stick out to me. Momo and Azumi in the first round, Julia and Tekla in the first round. Um Hey, uh, and if you're like me, Fugu Ken Death versus Koguma. <laughs> yes, that, that also that's also a uh, a match of super talented women, but yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. So um they do have a match order out. Um I have not looked at the match order for the card, but it is what it is. We'll we'll just go through this. So um, is there anybody that you looked at their path and say, huh, it looks interesting? Now, I'm looking through the bracket right now. Okay. I'm looking at my usual suspects. I always kind of had Starlight Kids circled for, for this, so I'm, I'm trying to find Starlight here. Um, looks like she's going to be taking on Natsuboy in the first round, yes. so that's a good person to to uh, face, I think, for her, for her early on. Um, so if she beats her, then, you know, she could possibly face off with Unagi, uh, or Rena in the second round. I would, could see her beating either one of them. Yep. Um, so, uh, we've got Micah and Hannon. I think they'll probably put Micah over. Right. Um, I think Micah will lose to, actually, she may beat Sai Kamatani. I think given um, how the, how the robbery goes and like how Kamatani's had the upper hand of late, um, I think that this would make a lot of sense for Micah to throw her out and then get herself a, or even beat her and get herself a, a white belt title shot. She's never yeah. had a white belt uh, title match or title yep. challenge. And I think Starlight Kid can beat Micah from there. So um, well, she will, she'll throw over the top, bro. She will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this year, uh, it is not ten um, ten minute time limit. It is fifteen minutes. But like mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of people still get thrown over the top, bro, to protect each other. You know how that goes. Right. So, um, in the next quadrant, um, it looks like there's Mayu and Utami and Tam that are kind of the three big names in there. Yeah. Of course, they're going to knock out Utami and Tam, one of them in the first round. Tam just was involved in the white belt. So, uh, Utami could lose two. Uh, they could do that double. Not, matter of fact, that's what I'm gonna do. Double elimination yep. with those two. Because you know there's gonna be you know the you know how the Cinderella Timber goes, there's always double eliminations. Yeah. Whether so it was no. uh two thousand twenty where it was my you and and um well shit, that whole like last few matches. It, like it was Micah and, and Utami went to a double uh, time limit draw. Then the ne- like the main event was uh Hannah and and I'm not Hannah, but Hannah and Mayu, they they throw each other over the top rope and Basically, Hannah gave Mayu a fucking package power driver off the top rope. Yep. So, so yeah, I think I think Mayu moves on until she runs into Saki Kashima, and Saki ends up eliminating Mayu. Oh yeah, that um, happens all the like. I don't know what it is, but like, uh, not I don't know what it is, but like, Saki has Mayu's numbers in uh, in tournaments. She just she pins she ends a catcher with that crucifix pin and pins her. I it think Mariah, I think Mariah is going to go through and end up beating Saki at the end of this, and then okay. we're looking at Mariah versus Starlight Kid. Mm. Um, I don't know which way it'll go on that though. Mm. Okay. Um, so looking at the next quadrant, I see Lady C and Mai Sakurai, Saeed and Rina, Kaguma and Fugen Death, Julia and Tekla, uh, Julia over Tekla. Uh, Kaguma over Fugikin Death, um, Saida, and then I don't think you want to put Lady C and Saya together until you. Yeah. I don't know. 
I guess you put her, her and Lady C together. And then I'll go Julia, and then I'll go Lady C, and then Julia straight through. Um, and then after that, I would look at Azumi and Momo in that bottom quadrant. I will pick Shuri to beat her protege or whoever that is. Ami, yeah. Yep. And then Hameka will, or Micah, Hameka will do what Micah does to Saya. She'll throw yep. her out. Yep. And Hameka yep. will set up her her title match with that Shuri. she's been asking for. She's been begging for for months. Yep. Um, I think Azumi loses to Momo. Hey, real quick. Is it? Is this... Is this here damn booking? Where it's yeah. like y'all been begging, y'all been begging for for, 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 for title matches. Here, here, all y'all, all y'all fans of these hives. Here, here's your little, here's your little match. You can go out there and get Bro. beat on a, on a B or C pay per view. I, I saw people crying on in the com on Twitter about Nanai Takahashi coming in and then talking about Homeka, and I'm like, I'm sorry, uh, because Shuri was saying she wants to defend the belt right. against Nanai Takahashi, and right. I'm like. Sign me up, please. Right. Uh, may yeah. I have some more? You yeah. Know? But, right. you know, um, th- there will be matches for everyone. Calm down. Yeah. You know, bring it back down. Yeah. Th- the thing so, for me was like, all right, right now, Red Belt, who, given that, you know, um, right now it could be, you know, they just fed the top four to build into a top six right now. So none of them could be, could, could be, you know, Red Belt challenged right now. So, if you're not going to do that, the only three people that really make any sense right now to it for that, for like a it, almost immediate uh, Red Belt title match would be like Momo, Micah, and Hameka. So once you blow through those three, then what? Right. Like, so, yeah, like Risa Sarah, Takumi, uh, Nanai, people that like all, you know, all have reasons to, to have Red Belt matches with Shuri, sign me up. Especially because it's like, those three are all better than Hameka. I, no disrespect to Hameka. I like Hameka. Like, let her get her run. Let her get, you know, I think she makes more sense for the white belt than the red belt, but whatever. Like, sure. But it's like, um, don't don't just say, don't just be out here and be like, nah, you, know, you need to get out here. Like, do we not want, like, Shuri to have, like, mashy ear containers or not? <laughs> like, um, Hameka's good, but she ain't that damn good. So, we got Azumi and Momo. I'm sp- I'm torn on this one. Momo is just coming off a big win. Um, I will go with Azumi just because. Uh, fuck it. I already know what I'm doing with this tournament. Starlight Kid versus Azumi in the finals. Mm. Let- let's fucking do it. <laughs> the future is now. <laughs> okay, so um, I haven't looked that far out to see what I was what is going to look like, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you for the most part. Like Mike, Mike is going to throw out the agenda. <laughs> Push the agenda. Yeah, so I got um I got Kamatani over uh I got Micah throwing out Kamatani eventually. So Hannah, sorry, you can you can dump in your head with a Michinoku driver. Um Starlight Kid and Nasapoi, I'm going with Starlight Kid. Um throwing Nasapoi over the top to protect uh Nasapoi. Um I got I got Unagi over Rena. Um, I got Mayu over, over Kogo easily. I got, uh, Saki over, um, Waka easily. She's going to get kill switched. Um, mm. Mina, Mina and Mirai. I could see Mina pulling off an upset by throwing her over the top rope, but I think <laughs> if she doesn't, then she, then Mirai is going to win. Um, Utami in, in, uh, in, in, um, 
I'm sorry, Utami Nakano versus Tam Nakano. Um, <laughs> that shit. Y'all that, that did not see this or not or whatever else. Uh, there's been this running gag backstage in started back in November where Utami was singing Tam's theme song with like Azumi and Kamatani and she does like all the she does the Tam song and then she like does the mannerisms that Tam does she's on the rope when she does the thing and her head tilt and Azumi's fucking in, in stitches so uh that's been a running gag and like Tam saw it and, and added Utami on Twitter was like, do you want to do this? Do you actually want to do the Utami Nakano thing? Like, you know, and, you know, they would have been joking about it, but it was a backstage thing. So, you know, then they do, uh, they put them in the match together for uh, a Cinderella tournament, and and Utami shows up to the press conference, and all she does is Tam's mannerisms the whole time, and she calls herself, I think she says, I'm representative for Utami Hayashishta today. I am Utami Nakano. I haven't watched, I haven't read the transcripts. Basically, like, she does all the, all the Tam, Tamism stuff, and, like, it's fucking hilarious, and Tam's sitting there, and she's, like, she, at points, like, she's trying to laugh, and at other points, she's, like, she's being fake annoyed. So then, uh, at the press conference, at the end, they, you know, they do the photo shoot with everybody there, and they end up putting, uh, Utami Nakano versus the next two, Julia, you know, <laughs> This is like some costume battle real level kayfabery where like Julie is not fucking with uh and is mad and making a face at uh Utami and Utami's doing like the Tam, you know, all this rich <laughs> doing all this and yeah, and all the cutesy shit. And like Julie is no selling it. And then she does with her hand, she takes one hand off and does like the the the, the Tam spelling thing, and <laughs> you see you see fucking Julia Corpse. This was great. But, um, Who yeah. Can pop Julia. Yes. Yeah, because it's the same Julia, thing with, like, the real Julia Goku, Undertaker Goku out here. thing. Yes. Yes, exactly what it is. So, um. Oh, that was a funny thing. Uh, Mayu got on the mic at some point, and she yelled, real Goku, like, during the, uh, <laughs> during the event. Yes, she did. Um, I forgot about that. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think. You know, they're going to go to a time limit draw. They're going to both double limit each other. So, like, Mina or Mariah will just slide right through. Um, in the second half of the bracket, I got Lady C over, over my. I got Ida over Rena. I got, uh, hmm. I think Def beats Kaguma. I think Def beats Kaguma. Um, I got Julia over Tekla. Um, I'll, I'll say that Azumi ends up winning over Momo. Probably ends up either sneaking her with Azumi Sushi or throws her over the top rope. Um, I got Azuki over over Miyu. I got Hameka over uh, Roaka, and I got Shuri over Ami. Um, so from there, like I'll probably say that like I imagine a Starlight Kid will end up um, beating Unagi. Um, I, I like you said, I'll call the same thing. Saki ends up eliminating uh, Mayu. Um, so it'll be end up being like Saki versus Mina Mirai, and I think Mina Mirai ends up getting to the final four. Um, so then it'll be Starlight Kid versus Mina or Mirai. I'll probably go. With, I'll probably say Mina ends up winning by throwing over top rope because they, you know, she's crazy right now. So I'll go Mina in 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 um in Starlight Kid with Starlight Kid end up beating Mina. Um, in the in the bottom half, uh, I'll have I have Ida beating C. I'll have uh, either high speed or whether it's Kaguma or Death is beating Julia with with a high, with a high speed flash pin mm. to get her out of there. Like 
Julia, when she does jobs, often it, she's getting snuck. Um, and she hasn't, and like, believe it, and the way people, the way people, some people like describe it is she doesn't do jobs, it's bullshit. She gets pinned more, way more often than you think. She gets pinned a whole hell of a lot more than, than Shuri ever does. Like, I was going through Julia's, I was going through Shuri's, um, pins, uh, last, or last week, and, and it was like, nah, man, this woman is, this woman outside of, she has now answered, she has now, like, been pinned like six times in stardom. She's, she's gotten them back, all six of them. All six of them. It might be seven, but like all of them, she's gotten them back now. Now that she beat uh, Julie in, in uh, Mayu. But anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, Azumi and Hazuki. I think Azuki ends up getting the win. Uh, I think Azuki ends up getting the win on that one. Hameka uh, versus Azuki. I can see Hazuki uh, end up uh, sneaking Hameka. Um, and then you end up with. Uh, Hazuki versus uh, one of the speedsters, and I have Hazuki uh, going uh, going through, and I'm going to basically do you Starlight Kid versus Hazuki, where Starlight Kid ends up getting the win. Ah, that works. Yeah, Starlight Kid and Hazuki. So man, like One Nation Radio says, it take it to the bank. Uh, <sighs> Starlight Kid, get the dress ready. Get get the black dress ready. Well, well no, we got no, we got different. Okay, so you have a Zoomy, I have a Zuki. Okay. Yeah, well, we but basically, Star- same Starlight thing, Starlight Kid. Yep, same yep. thing, Starlight Kid gets to win. Get the black and purple dress ready. <laughs> Match and mask. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Nah. Okay. Uh, enjoy uh, WrestleMania weekend and uh, everybody that's going to Dallas, you know. Be safe. Proper- precautions and be safe uh, be safe and you know if y'all out there in them streets you know you know how these the wrestling events go yeah be safe as well uh but yeah man uh besides that yeah hit them with two big shows this week and man yeah 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 so like uh we'll be back next week i guess and yeah uh, check new music video holla uh, you got to send me links so I put it in the description. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise one app you're using to listen to us with. Uh, if you're on the stream, hit us up with the bits. Oh, one yeah. more thing. I did a, um appearance on Joey O'Doherty's Mox podcast, and we talked about Dean Ambrose's, like, last nine months or so in WWE. So, like, it kind of coincides when we were hosting the LOP show. So, I have a firm memory of the collapse of like WWE creative as well as like, you had to write notes for those shows. Yeah. Yeah. So so like, I remember like looking at how, at how aimless Moxley was at certain points and the weird stuff they did with him. And it was just, it was, it was so weird. So So check that out. Some of those shows that in 2018 were all time bad. I specifically remember the one in Milwaukee where you end up having um, Ambrose doing the the uh, uh, the shots, the immunizations promo. Um, you end up having like the end of that sh- or that whole entire show where like uh, basically Corbin Goon with with Lashley and, and McIntyre just beat the shit out of every single babyface in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, the ratings plummeted, and then like a couple weeks later, like you got Seth Rollins uh, blaming Baron Corbin, saying he sucks. You got uh, prompted like the McMahon family come out and say, you know, you are the authority now, which I'm still waiting for that authority because 
boy. Um, but yeah, they, you're right. Like it, they uh, had the elite come in. They did not. Well, turns out they didn't. Uh, yeah. So, and even then, like even if you had the elite, y'all still y'all still y'all, y'all still fucking terribly inept bookers. Like it ain't. And it is not about the talent. It's about y'all. Look in the mirror. Look inward. Um, Think bigger. <laughs> So anyway, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. That's it in the show. <laughs> Be sure to raise whatever you're using, using to listen to this. Uh, like I said earlier, um, if you're on the stream, hit us up with the bits. If you are listening on the podcast, go to our Red Circle and drop us off with a donation. Uh, be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides Money Show Radio, we have Keep It a Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watches Shit, uh, The Grave Consequences Podcast, um, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Break match generator in AEW match guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.